It's a positive film. It has heroes and villains, and uh, that it essentially uh, is a fun movie to watch. It's been a long time since people have been able to go to the movies and see a sort of straightforward, wholesome, fun adventure. Well, it's a fantasy. It's not science fiction so much as it is space fantasy. And it's about people. It's about... Fin it's finally about people and not finally about science. The story, when you actually put it into words, is only so much nonsense to hang a great visual experience onto. It's the stuff that fairy tales are made of. Sort of boiling down religion into a very basic concept. Uh, the fact that there is some deity or some power or some force that sort of controls our destiny, uh, works for good and also works for evil. Marvelous, healthy innocence. Great place, wonderful to look at, full of guts, nothing unpleasant. I mean, people go bang, bang, and people fall over and are dead. But, you know, no horrors. A sort of wonderful freshness about it, a kind of like a wonderful fresh air. It's got whatever you want it to be. It's a it's pure entertainment. It's like a roller coaster ride, and it can be interpreted as long as you enjoy it, which is the intention. Hello, and welcome back to Generation Skywalker. Uh, you're listening to The Modern Way. And who's with me tonight? Of course, it is I Hate Modern, but I buy it every month. Mark Daniels. Good evening, Mark. Good evening, Stu. Good evening, chaps. Good evening, everybody. I've just stolen uh, Jesse's line there, haven't I? He'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, put pressure on him to uh, come up with something new. And now people know that Jesse's going to be on a, a modern show. Stuff that he's always uh, said, I don't want. Jez, you've already been welcome there. Good evening. Hello. Hello, everyone. Yeah, would you believe it? Me on a modern show. Yeah, well, I reckon we'll get you by modern, okay, within the okay. next uh, 48 hours, okay? Challenge accepted. <laughs> uh, we've also got Craig Spivey with us. Good evening, hello, Craig. Hello. Interesting to, to know there's been another Ewok announced, so I don't know if that's put you in a quandary. It really with has. With your set, yeah. I look forward to uh, <laughs> hearing about that when we get to that point. And uh, Dan Burgess is back, as always. Good evening, Dan. Good evening, everyone. How are we, mate? Very good. Good Looking stuff. Looking forward to this. Good stuff. Well, as always, we're going to open up with modern purchases. So, um, Dan, you're talking. Have you added anything this month? The only thing I've actually got in hand is a Master Replicas Darth Vader lightsaber that I picked up on eBay for a very reasonable price in mint condition, still in its original box. Um, and I've, I've been pre-ordering as normal, but yeah, nothing new's come through yet. I like those lightsabers. They look nice, don't they? This is a good one, yeah. It was pucker. I was well happy with it. I had to drive. I had to drive for an hour to get it, but it was worth it. That's for the price I got it. Yeah, nice. Craig. So since we last spoke, um, I have bought. I bought the Shadow Four book. I keep mentioning books. We are going to get onto books eventually, I'm sure. Uh, but toy wise, um, I bought one thing. And if uh, if you remember last time we spoke, we were talking about the um, the Blue Rinse Vader. And Mark brought up that Jack's 40th anniversary Hildebrandt thing, the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive from 2017. 
it totally passed me by. And when I was putting the um, the enhanced podcasts together, obviously I Google these things and steal images from the internet. I, I saw that and checked it out, and I thought it was brilliant. So I kind of was was pricing them up, um, and a lot of them seemed to be in the states, uh, and the shipping was quite expensive. And one of them popped up uh, last week on Deal or No Deal. Phil Heeks was selling it in the UK, so I made him an offer on that, and um, that arrived yesterday. And I didn't realise; I thought it was one of the smaller ones, but it's the big one. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a great thing. I love it. Yeah, I'm not too sure what you're talking about, to be fair. It's um, we know the big Jacks figures. Yeah, which I kind of dismissed as kind of cheap and a bit kind of nasty and clunky. They they took one of those, and as a limited edition, they painted it as though it was part of a Hildebrand poster. So it's got that sort of if it's like anything, it's like you know when they did the um the the Vader collector's cases. And they painted them up and different artists took them and, and did different treatments to them. It's kind of got, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got that feel to it. It's a kind of, you know, it's, it's a bit more kind of a designer kind of vinyl thing than a, than a mass market toy. It's really nice. I will share some images. Yeah, definitely. I will look forward to them. Yeah, sounds nice. Mark, go on, make it, make it three shows in a row. Absolutely zip, mate. I thought I would be, um, you know, getting well into my modern at the moment and don't get me wrong there is some really cool stuff coming up i'm very tempted still by that uh hot toys layer best bin and also the black series snow speeder does look really cool oh uh, yeah but i'm just watching my pennies at the moment and there's a couple of bits that are coming up that i want i need to save a bit of money for so um yeah I, i'm I've, I've put the brakes on not firmly but they've been applied the layer best bin, though, if you go to Sideshow, mate, you have that payment plan over three months, only losing, probably only cost you 60, 70 quid a month. Just you, kind of like ease it out. You'd do well to get a job at Wonga, wouldn't you? <laughs> if, actually, in <laughs> fairness, the um, the layer best bin's on all the British, British sites at the moment at quite a good price. Obviously, that's obviously brings the postage right down. But, well, uh, what will happen is I will hold off and hold off and hold off. And then when I decide that I've got the money to buy one, prices will be going up and uh, i won't be able to get one at those prices again so that, that's what normally happens to me yeah she is she is stunning and the snow speeder as well i've looked at that on amazon a couple of times i'll tell you something as well the esb 40th anniversary stuff they keep keep chucking out that wampa which we're going to be covering later looks nice i reckon you could be tempted by that i think that's going to be a wise purchase that mate. yeah i think it could well be and uh, this is probably not going to have an answer but jez have you bought any modern well no, I haven't. However, I, I was tempted. I uh, yeah, I was I was tempted uh, to go for the Mattel version of the child from uh, Mandalorian because let's face it, that's just the cutest thing I've I've ever seen, and I was drawn to it, drawn to it like a moth to a flame. I was. Do you have any modern in your run, Jez? Yes, I do. Um, in last year, I bought an Episode One Money Box. And I still class that as, as uh, modern, even though it came out in 1999. So um, that, that for me, was my first non-vintage purchase. And, uh, and I quite like that, actually. So that was a Jar Jar Bing's money box. And I also bought the uh, uh, Sphero um, BB-8 when that first came out um, in, what, 2015? So, you know, I'm going crazy with the purchases, really, <laughs> 2015 and, and last year. Um, but I, yeah, as I said, I nearly bought this uh, Mattel uh, child, but I was I was given so many subtle hints to the wife, and because I uh, flew back from being away last week, I was half thinking 
that it might be like a welcome home present for me waiting for me it, it didn't turn out to be the case i was crushed so uh I, I don't know I, i'm gonna snip that clip and send it to jules <laughs> well, that's fine i mean she did actually listen to the subtle hints um so um because you, you bought me a um we're going massively off topic here but a plush um porg when i was in afghanistan in 2018 2019 and you sent that out to me and uh that ended up going back to afghanistan with me this year because i love that porg so much uh bless him, yeah so. i don't want to know what you do with it it's, it's just a companion just yeah. a companion that's all so, um, that's what mark yeah. says about blow up betty but uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh what, what about yourself because let's face it you are the power purchaser of the group so um I, I'm, i've got a cup of tea tell me everything you've bought modern I, I, I won't go into everything just but uh the mattel the mattel um baby odor so since the last show um, my little girl's turned three and we were due to go to Euro Disney for a week for her. I had all this stuff planned over there. But uh, and I thought, I'll buy a few bits over there. So we didn't. So I took her to Smith. Smith's had just opened. And I, thought, I walk around there and I showed her this baby odor because she always comes in my office and talks about baby odor. I picked up that Mattel baby odor. And I was like, oh, do you want this? And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's walking around with it. And my wife was like, that's not for you. And that's not for her. That's for you, Stuart. And I was like, no, 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 it's for me. She was, I was like, and then she got a bit funny. So I thought, I'll put it back. I'll put it back. But then my wife insisted she buys it for me. So I did end up walking out of the shop with it. I felt like a child, actually. That, that's My little girl puts it to bed every night with a, a vintage Watling. She's got a little bed in her bedroom. And every night he is tucked up. So I haven't seen it. Very, very well loved. So um, I was right and she was wrong. So these wives need to fall in line, don't they, Jez? They need to, uh... <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I think Mark Daniels would be quite, um, I'm going to use your full name there, um, will be quite <laughs> happy with my other purchases. I've probably bought 50 Power of the Force mocks since the last show with... And, and cut the ships and creatures. Yeah, why? Because I, it's still a nostalgic line to me. So when that came out, I was about, about 16. I was at college. And uh, 96 was the best year of my life. Um, I met my now wife. And I used to go to Phoenix and buy them every every week. Just get a bit of money in my pocket and go and splash it all on. So I have a nostalgia link to it. Some of it's amazing what? and loose. The Bantha I got this week, which good I got girl. for a good deal, because they sell for quite a lot of money. It's a lovely piece. There are some exceptions to the line, I will grant you, and the Banther is one of them. I think that's a great toy. Packaging is, I just hate the packaging. I hate it with a passion. It's its lazy and um, boring, and uh, it looks naff. Do you want to know what I'm doing, Mark? Can I can I tell you? Okay, you I, think... are, I know what you're going to do, mate. You're going to, you're going to reenact or you're going to create <laughs> shops full of Power of the Force 2, aren't you? That's what you're going to do. <laughs> I think the runs you'd find quite interesting. So my spreadsheet's quite interesting for this. So the very far end of the garage when it's converted, it's going to be Power of the Force 2, okay? But at the moment, I'm currently putting together a full loose run, Mint, a full run of the US cards, a full run of the freeze frames, a full run of the orange cards, a full run of the Italian cards, a full run of the Canadian cards, and a full run of the Tri-Logo cards, um, and then all the exclusives and all the creatures. So... <laughs> I've I've probably got five different mental cards of uh, Monkey Face Layer. You're the wind up. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and I really hate it when I because I love a job lot. When you get a job lot, there's like twenty figures in there, and you go through your checklist, and then you realise you've got like seven of the same. You don't want to know what I do with the doubles, but it's very exciting. Yeah, I have I have actually pre-ordered some bits and pieces, and ordered some different. Actually, I bought a couple of different pieces, which uh, but they're not in hand, so we'll keep that for next month. Yeah, to be fair, I've probably spent as much on Power of the Force 2 this month and I could have got myself probably a couple of nice hot toys in that. It's all fun, isn't it? Amazing. 
Not my fault you boys aren't uh, aren't cool enough for it. Are they in your garage now? Oh yeah, yeah, they get boxed up. Come in. <laughs> They come in, they get checked off my checklist, and then they get boxed up. Yeah, but that's ready. I can't, oh. I can't have them just dominating my office. Nobody does Star Wars like the power of the Force from Kenner. Straight from the new Star Wars special edition come the creature figure two-packs. Now you're a sand trooper aboard the massive reptilian do-back searching for rebel droids on Tatooine. Next, enter Mos Eisley as you and the Jawas command the Ronto. This beast of burden carries a heavy load, but only when it wants to. And waiting beneath the Millennium Falcon, Jabba the Hutt, as Han Solo bargained for your life with his vile gangster. Nobody does Star Wars like the power of the Force. Right here, Jabba. Two-packs come with exclusive figure. Other figures and vehicles each sold separately from Kenner. I just wanted to give an update on the, the vintage collection petition that we had. Uh, we spoke about the intro last month. They're still short of their 10,000, or they were going after. They were after 10,000. They're currently at 8,200. So they're still a little bit short. But I'm sure I saw a post on Facebook yesterday, and I'm sure I clicked save. I'm sure I saw someone say that there's going to be 23 new figures in the next 18 months with the vintage collection. And was it as bad as what they were making out? I know we're not covering it in the, the new items. You'd know this, Dan, when you cheer has been added to the list. Yeah, a chir- well, I think there was some prototypes shown of a Chirrut and a Leia Hoff. They don't have any shown two, though. That was it. Best, best been Escape Leia, isn't it? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, and the Stormtrooper that's coming with the Carbonite freezing playset will be put on a card as well. Really nice card back, that is. It's got to be sad. And it's a yeah. new Stormtrooper sco- sculpt as well. And we're going to talk about this in a minute, but yeah, it's a new, a new sculpt, which is interesting as well. So there is a couple of bits and pieces there. And like they're releasing the... Um, the vintage collection falcon and they're releasing this chamber that which we're going to talk about in a sec for that that size figure so surely this figure's coming they're not going to release play sets with no figures to fill these sets are they i feel there's something coming yeah, but this is this is hasbro we're talking about Stu. there can be no rhyme and reason with some of the stuff that they do you might think that the most obvious thing would be to you know f- populate these play sets that are coming out with with new figures but who knows who knows yeah time will tell i, I think the layer best bit escape one looks quite nice she looks quite uh quite saucy in her little heels <laughs> <laughs> yeah who knows who knows Stu? i mean they're they're, they're dripping of it drips and drabs coming out and every time they make a new announcement they're, they're chucking another another vintage collection figure in so but there is there isn't it doesn't seem to be any coming for any sort of quantity it's a figure here and a figure there and then mixed in with a dozen or so black series yeah i just wonder whether that because of the 40th anniversary whether they've focused a bit more on the black series this year because they're, they're constantly announcing things for the 40th aren't they mm. so whether that's just um taking pride and places in the year rather than the others i don't know and obviously the three pack as well. That's vintage collection, isn't it? Which I know Jed is talking yep. about later. Yeah. Which okay, you know, that's another another three figures. Now I just want to actually, I, I don't know whether we spoke about who had ordered it last month, but the hand carbonite on the fortieth card, I think it's beautiful. I, I've pre-ordered one off Amazon, and um, it's due in the twenty fourth of August. I don't know why. Seems seems ages to me. Did who else ordered one of these? Who else? I've got, got I've got I've got two on the way. One to open, one to keep on the card. <laughs> yeah, nice choice. They're, they're nice, aren't they? Yeah. Craig, Mark, did you boys order these? No, I didn't order one. I didn't. I didn't get why it was an Empire figure and it had a Jedi image of, uh, of him hung on the wall in Jabba's palace either. Joe, you know what I was looking at. It's funny you bring that up. I was looking at that today um, as it goes, and I was trying to decipher: it. is that Jabba's palace or is that the glowing burn from the? Um... Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely. I think that's definitely Bespin. Yeah. I think that's. Yeah, a, I think that could I be like the that orangey room background. No, yeah. no, what they do with these images and how much they retouch them, it could be anything. Did you order one, Mark? No, no I didn't. I was very tempted. But I just kept seeing all these posts of people getting them from Amazon completely shagged. I was going to say, can I make a confession? 
What? I've ordered two off of that. I ordered when I when last week when I was with well, the last month for me last week. I said I'd ordered two off of Amazon Germany. But I ordered they came again on Amazon UK. So I've actually got four coming. <laughs> like we're hedging my bets that some of them might get damaged, and whichever ones aren't damaged, I'm going to return <laughs> to get what I need. So if anyone wants one, I might have a I might have a spare if uh, if they arrive intact. Um, to be I'm honest with you, all right, we'll sort it out. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see when the first when it was first released and it sold out really quickly on the pre-orders? Do you see the money people are paying on eBay? Oh, I know it's mad. Hey, 260 quid for one. Two hundred and forty-six pounds yeah. paid well, on the first first of July. It was crazy. And then also a day later, a hundred and fifty-eight pound on eBay. And then a day later, someone's gone either back on Amazon, and it's just like like a complete mug. I mean, someone had listed one. This is quite funny. So this was um, in a box. Someone had got it. I don't think it's sold on eBay. I got it listed as a £5,000 per buy it now. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> which um, I've got an image of, which I'll uh, have to keep for the enhanced version because it did did make me chuckle when I saw it. In fact, I'm saving it as we speak so we know we've got it. Otherwise, I will totally forget about that image. It's worth it's worth a discussion, I think, on another episode about some of that. So you go on some of the, the Facebook groups and people just, you know, losing their mind that figures are selling it this much. And I, I've tried to argue, well, it's not it's not the people selling it, it's the people buying it. But yeah, not many people seem to take my side. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and and the packaging from Amazon really made me laugh. If Cy was here, he'd be able to tell you. He he um had um a pouch of coffee arrive and his his hand in carbonite on the same day. And the hand in carbonite was in a an envelope. And then this little bag of coffee was in the biggest box you've ever seen, about ten times the size of the coffee bag. Boba Fett Black Series helmet came with the address and shipping details actually stuck on the um the actual helmet box. So there was no outer packaging at all. Stop when the, when the guy pulled off outside the house and he opened his boot and he got the box out, I thought, well, is he delivering these Boba Fett helmets by hand to just people who've ordered Boba Fett helmets? And then he, he brought it over and I realised it was absolutely plastered with stickers all over the outer box. Just ridiculous. Keep but, it for 40 years, Mark, and people get nostalgic for Amazon labels and pay a fortune for that. <laughs> Well, I, I, I bloody hope so, mate. I really do. I've ordered things for their kids' Christmas presents like that, and they've just turned up with the boxes with uh, stickers on them. You just like, just makes no sense. Jez, I'm going to ask you, okay? Because we yeah. look at you into modern. This well, figure I, is beautiful, mate. I've been quiet because I've I've I disappeared for a while. I left you guys to it because I, I've seen one on on eBay and it was five thousand pounds. But believe it or not, the the seller has just accepted my offer of three hundred pounds. And um, yeah, just just taking it. So uh, I, I feel like I've done really, really well there. <laughs> well done, Jess. Winning in life. Um, yeah, I'm j- I was just slightly disappointed because you know you you just assumed that I hadn't ordered one of these, and uh, you you assumed that I hadn't got amongst it. So um, well, in the intro, we you said that you've grown two pieces. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair <laughs> one. No, I, I've I've not got a great deal to add to this apart from yeah, I I also cannot understand why people just can't wait for it to come out i mean i know that we have these um exclusives we've seen it before at celebration you know where people end up almost funding their trip don't they by buying an exclusive and then selling on ebay afterwards for a bit at auction for whoever wants it but i mean these are crazy prices do i like it would i get one mm-hmm. no, i am tempted by a few things but i just as yet have not pulled the pin on it on it this is nice and you're right jez these have i've seen these come back up for ordering off amazon about six seven times since their first uh, first release yes they disappear again but they sooner re- you know reappear I, it's just nuts that people are um, people go after them like that absolute nuts
Lizzie. Who are you? Someone who loves you. I love you. I know. In a galaxy of adventures, love conquers all. Talking of nuts, I'm, I'm looking forward to going on to topic one because some things they do so, so well and some things they get so, so wrong. And uh, I think this could be quite a, an interesting debate. I think it's the kind of thing that um, Mark could have very strong opinions on. <laughs> <laughs> they have released the vintage collection Carbon Freezing Chamber. Craig, I'm going to let you uh, let you run with this to start with, just you to go through the start. concept and any any features on it. OK, I mean, where to start with this beauty? It's it's a rickety looking bridge that goes nowhere. For those who haven't seen it, if you imagine like the drip tray of a coffee machine with uh, some steps <laughs> That's brilliant. And, and 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 a sort of bent sort of coat hanger forming the little frame of a when I was growing up I had an action there was a big thing in the seventies where people would home make uh, action man accessories and you have knitted trousers and stuff you could buy from church fates that grannies would knit and I acquired in that era a action man tent that was made from uh, bent coat hangers and some canvas and that's what sprung to mind when I saw this sort of canopy area at the top of um, this platform that uh, that then has stairs down to the drip tray and a little sort of plastic canister where Han Solo in carbonite sits and obviously, to, to, to give this height, it's it's all raised up, and it's raised up on the spindliest-looking plastic legs. I mean, even the photography, it just looks wonky and rickety. And this is the this is the you know hero photography that's supposed to sell this to us. In terms of features, it's probably easier to describe what it doesn't feature because it doesn't do a fat lot that I can see. I think the uh, the, the carbonite block goes up and down inside the little cylinder, but it doesn't have any lights you know you think about the best been set and kind of the atmosphere that 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 kind of had and, and the lights in the stairs that might have made it pop a little bit but there's there's no lights there's no sort of overhead lifting mechanism which again was a key part of of, of that scene you know the crane that comes in and, and plucks him out of the the carbon freeze yeah from what i can see it doesn't have any play value at all or indeed any atmosphere or or kind of sense of place does that give you a flavor I think you've nailed it, and I think we're probably... I don't think any of us are going to disagree with that. I looked at it, and I thought it doesn't do anything. You're totally right. How difficult it would have been to put some LEDs in those stairs? They would have looked amazing. It would just added something straight away, wouldn't it? Yeah. I know Jez is going to mention them later, the, the previous freezing chambers. But um, I was talking to Josh Blake on the diecast, which we just released last week, and uh, we were talking about the micro-collection one in 1982. And you put a figure by the chamber, and you turned it around, the mechanism then bought out the block. Yeah. It's a great feature. Why isn't that built into that? It just reeks. It just looks cheap, doesn't it, to yeah. me? So, Mark, in fairness, it has got a low price point of $49.99. So we're talking around 40, 42 quid in the UK. We'll probably pay 50 quid for it, won't we? Let's be honest. We're normally um, pound for dollar when it comes to Star Wars toys on reflection. Is it too much, considering it comes with, with two figures? You're classing the carbonite 
as one of the figures there, aren't you? I am, but we've just talked about a carbonite block, which yeah. we would all buy as a figure on a card. The, the, the saving grace for this, for me, is the Stormtrooper figure. That's the, that's the only thing in this that I think is a good selling point. And it's the only reason that I would buy one personally and probably sell the set. Uh, I think, for me, what irritates me is, is just the complete lack of imagination uh, the laziness, uh, the lack of lack of understanding what what as collectors we're, we're actually looking for. I mean, this do, this does nothing. It looks crap. Now, when I found out that they were making this and they were bringing it out, I thought, oh, great! Anything to do with Bespin for me is a winner right from the word go. You know, there's there's very little that I think to do with uh, Bespin and Empire Strikes Back is is, is naff. And I just thought this is gonna be great. I mean. When you think back, what they did with the micro collection and and uh, even the Lego sets, they, you know, remember the Lego set with the little Lugnor? I, I remember buying those one, one of those for my uh, little boy, just because it was such a cool set. Um, this just does not tick any boxes other than the Stormtrooper figure, and I think the, the problem for me is the toy industry as a whole is always coming under fire for. Waste, basically, producing a lot of waste, a lot of waste packaging, a lot of waste plastic. Uh, this is no exception. This is absolutely a case in point, I would, I would uh, probably hasten to add. They, what they could have done was that space underneath the set. They, it would have taken nothing to add a cardboard background, and you could have had one play set with a, an Ugnaught, the junk room in, in Bespin, they could have had the one of those underneath. And then maybe flip side of that, it could have been the torture chamber with Vader and Han in that uh, torture device that he's in. Just to give the play set an added feature, an added level. So you've got, instead of just like a set of steps and a, a half a, a circular base to put your figures on, you've got another level then to put some more figures underneath and make more of it. And I, I really think the whole thing just it, it just lacks development, it lacks ideas. And it's to me, it's almost like Hasbro's got a disdain for for a lot of this stuff. It's just like, well, just chuck it in a box and you know, uh, tell them they can buy two and make up a, a whole set and you know the collectors will buy it no matter what we put put in it. So it's 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 lazy. It it makes me feel quite uh, angry really that they can get away with producing such low-quality stuff and uh, collectors will just hoover it up no matter what. Does that answer your question? It does. Um, I just want to put a, a plea out to the listeners here. So, listeners, if we could get 50 listeners to all donate a dollar, we can buy Mark this toy on release in November and uh, he would be too uh, too embarrassed to give it away, being a present. <laughs> let's, all, let's all dig deep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you end up getting one, you know, just for that Stormtrooper figure. Well, the Stormtrooper's amazing, Dan, so I'm going to come to you. Stormtrooper and Carbonite Block, are they new moulds? Tell us it, because it's definitely a new card on the Stormtrooper, which I think is beautiful. New card, a new Stormtrooper sculpt, so they've they've redone the Stormtrooper, which is amazing, considering how many Stormtroopers they've done previously. I think, yeah, I think we've all said that the card looks fantastic. Probably, don't, like we said, the only thing probably worth buying that set for. The, 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 hand, the hand in Carbonite, I believe, is the one they released with the set last year. I don't know if you saw that, the Jabba's Palace set. 
Do you remember that? Any of you guys saw that last year? Jabba's Palace, yeah, I don't remember. So, so that, that that came with a carded uh, hand soloing Carbonite on an on a Return of the Jedi card and a reuse carded as well. So in terms of value for money, that Jabba's Palace was great because you got two figures carded and uh, and, a, and, a, and a playable playset that had, <laughs> had features on it that actually did something. Whereas, yeah, this is a uh, a bit naff. What about the two sets together? How does that work? Now, first of all, let me, let me ask you, because it's not something I would have noticed. <laughs> and actually, Jez knows everything about the movies. If no. you listen back, if there's something about the movies, he knows it. The best bin, where the freezing chamber is. So you're going to put two of these together, make a mm. circular place. Is it completely symmetrical in the film, both sides? In that whole area, there's a lot more going on in the room than just two steps going down to a circular base, isn't there? I mean, I, I was looking around for these, for images of... The, the two combined, because obviously one of the features which this is is um, going on about is the fact that join this with another one to form the full set. And it's like, well, OK, so is this just a hundred dollar set and you're only selling me half of it? So I then need to buy it twice and therefore I've got two carbonite blocks. I don't get that. that. That doesn't make any sense. But after having looked on loads of their different websites, they didn't have a photograph of the two together, apart from Fanthatrax had put one yes. out on, on the Facebook page. Uh, and yes, they have two there. I mean, see, what I'm looking at there is a lovely little gathering of the, um, as you say, the, the coffee tray drip feed thing and two it, internal parts of a lampshade, it looks like, at the end, for $100. It just... Go on. You're, you're saying that, oh, is it a $100 thing they're ripping people off? I, I would say if you're collecting this loose and people want it, that option's there. But if you're someone that keeps it in the packaging, one will mm. probably suffice. And actually, by making it half price for a packaging um, collector, that's probably quite quite a reasonable and quite a fair thing to do because if people that do want to pick this up, and take my word for it, I'm on a couple of vintage collection sites on Facebook and people are lapping this up. There's, there's, <laughs> this this, this there's, isn't all negative from the No, um, this is definitely split the it looked like there was a half the people saying shut up take my money this looks brilliant and other people really really sort of screwing their noses up and just saying no this is awful so it's it's definitely got the attraction for a lot of people for sure to uh to answer your question Stu, i'm just looking at a picture of the elstree set it was a full circle that base was a full circle but there was only one set of stairs right okay so it's not not really the full set then they could have just done another half a circle and put it in this yeah page. <laughs> oh, I think it's ridiculous. And I don't know, $10 or something. Yeah, right. Interesting. Well, I am, what I am going to come to you, because we, we were just talking about, obviously, have the figures been released? Are, are the figures only being dripped out now? I'm going to come back to you, Craig, about the packaging design here. But the box is showing a lot of figures. Now, I'm I'm no vintage collection expert. I'm not sure whether these figures are out, but there's a lot of figures on that on that base. Yeah, they're try, trying to hide it, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might be right. I mean, it does it does look marginally better for having a, a shitload of figures on there because it it does detract from uh, its its general uh, its general ter- terribleness. I mean, it, you know, it it follows the um, the vintage collection style packaging. It's got the retro logo on there and the uh, and the racetrack around, so it you know it it fits with your your stuff. But I think you know even even the designers who've had the challenge to make this look good have struggled. Yeah, it's very busy as a as a bot. I mean, certainly the European one. It's got the uh, the warnings and the different translations. You've got the the flash on there with the with the free stormtrooper, and then there's like a little inset um, just to the uh, just to the left there, which which shows it without a sort of nicely gradiated coloured background, which just makes it look. 
I'm surprised they put that on the front of the box and it's not yeah. on the side or the back. Yeah. Tucked out of the way. Yeah. And the, the Stormtrooper card would have been better being bigger and selling that as it's a selling point. But yeah. Yeah. Because the main picture, they have made the stairs and the base look like it is a. It is lit, haven't they? Obviously, with their lighting. Um, yeah, and one of the things about that that scene was the, the amount of steam and smoke and atmosphere that it had. It was like you know, descent to hell, and it was hot and looked a bit sweaty. And it's just none of that comes across. It's just rubbish. Maybe a customizer's uh, project. Well, that's the point, isn't it? So the custom guys that do all these dioramas that actually would would build something like this could do a better job. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. Uh... I, I'd go as far as to say the Cloud City playset in the vintage line is better than that. <laughs> the cardboard one. There's more that, that is, that is brave words that is done. I love that set. I bought it from you years ago. Did you? Yeah. What a mug. <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. You had uh, that on your stall for years, Mark. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like the box. I think yeah. it's, it's, um, it's so flimsy. If, if they'd have just upgraded the um, the stock of the cardboard just a bit, make it a bit thicker, it would have been all right. But, yeah. Sounds like a celebration of swag opportunity. Now we're talking, mate. Well, Jez, I'm going to come to you before we close out this because um, I'm not getting good feelings from the team generally. The freezing chamber, past freezing chambers, I can think of three. Mm-hmm. It, can you just take us through what we've had in the past and exactly how great they were compared to this? Yeah, sure. So you've got the Bespin freeze chamber of the original Star Wars micro collection. So the teeny tiny one, um, which, yeah, which I think we've recently spoken about on the podcast. So, yeah, the micro collection one certainly was a lot more going on there with regards to, um, yes, okay, there was a random stairway to heaven just going off to nowhere, but decked out with figures, came out in 1982. And actually had the freeze in action where you put the figure in, turn it around, and then the block came out. So all in all, yeah, we've spoken about that one. But a, a nice little effort, which was strange that it just came out at that time in the micro collection. You Then I think this one, again, there's um, lovers and haters with regards to this one. It was the uh, the Power of the Force, uh, sorry, the Power of the Jedi playset, which came out uh, by Hasbro in 2001. Now, you look at this, tons of images on there. Again, things which people liked and didn't like, but I have a suspicion you like this one, but this one is decked out massively. It looks like there's a lot going on, but actually, when you look at it with all of the figures on, it looks like they're at some sort of crazy discotheque, and there's certainly no social distancing going on whatsoever, and there's just, it's almost too much going on with the figures because they've got, all of the figures there, you know, Ugnaughts, Fett, Stormtroopers, Lando, um, Chewie with 3 PO on the back, Hans, Lobot, Leah, and Vader. But, yeah, a, a full-on, a full-on... Can go I on. just jump in on that one, Jedi? Yeah, go cool. on. I'll tell you what was nice with the Power of the Jedi one, right, mm. was there's got, like, um, on the freezing thing, there is, like, a, a silky kind of fabric, and you can push your hand figure up against it. Yeah. And it starts to protrude through to look like he's been getting frozen. And uh, it's a lovely touch. You know, it's a, lo- a lovely little touch. <laughs> I can see what you mean. It's quite small. And once you've got a few figures on it, it looks massively crowded. I tell you what, from a research point of view, JediTempleArchives.com, this is the place to go because they've got, yeah, you've just said it there. That that cloth where you can just press him through, that's brilliant. It, it's got a very, very good review, actually, of, of what's going on, all the different functions and uh, and tricks with it some disappointment with the best guard which came with it 
certainly uh, when you when you click on that Bespin guard and put it against the original vintage, yeah, I still absolutely favour the uh, the articulation and the detailing of the original figure, and it certainly looks a little bit more screen accurate from a character who appeared in the movie. But certainly a lot going on on that one, and not one which I've seen before. But yeah, shout out to the JediTempleArchives.com because uh, that's a really really great. Uh, resource of information with some really really cracking photos but the one which i think um definitely flicks my switch of the three is the lego version um, because not only do i think that's a nice little set for not a great deal of money when it comes to lego and people's imagination and, and making their own sets and doing various different things this set comes with an ugnaught carbonite block and a boba fett so you could actually repurpose that and come up with some sort of Mandalorian reshoot as well. Because, yeah, you could just say the Fett is a Mandalorian. The Carbonite block is one of the first ones which you saw in the very first episode of the Mandalorian. And uh, the Ugnaught there as well. So all in all, that is a nice little set. I always thought Lego was overpriced. But actually, for what you get and uh, some of the play uh, play value there, I think is only around about £25 or so. And uh, the Lego one. Is my favourite of the three. Yeah, we'll have to cover up Lego one day, mate, because um, Lego has different price points for different things. There's, there's all sorts of sets, and they are amazing. We'll defend that. And obviously, the Power of the Jedi set, both me and Mark are massive fans. I don't know whether the rest of you are, but we've both been pretty diehard on the Power of the Jedi lines in the past. So um, I don't know whether Craig, Dan, and yourself like the Power of the Jedi stuff, but there's a, it's a good range. Um, I had a lot of it, but I sold it all. Yeah, that's probably just because of space, mate. It's probably yeah, broken heart. Yeah, partly, to be fair. <laughs> Right then, you Jez. I think the sets are certainly better than this current one. So let's just go around then. Is it a yay or nay for this set? Would you buy it, uh, Craig? Uh, no, I wouldn't buy it. I think as a playset, it, it fails on lots of levels. As a as a themed stand or part of a diorama, maybe. Okay, so we'll give that for you then. That sounds like about a four point two out of five. Uh, Dan. Yeah, it's another. I think another hit with a capital S. <laughs> not, 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 not something I'll be, I'll be purchasing. Not for the stormtrooper. Not, for, not for the stormtrooper. It's not worth it. Do you like the stormtrooper? I do like the stormtrooper, but it's yeah, it's just to get you, isn't it? I'd rather go without <laughs> spend my money on something else. Okay, so we'll give it a three point six out of five for you. <laughs> Jez, what, what's, what's your final thoughts on it? Yeah, it's not for me, mate. It's, it's not going to be one which busts my cherry with regards to uh, modern purchasing. Not even being the running stormtrooper and a stormtrooper, the mold's beautiful. Yeah, the mold is beautiful, but no. The mold's beautiful. Three point five out of five there for you. <laughs> and Mark? I would I would buy it, but only for the stormtrooper. And okay, I, so. I would probably end up flogging the set. And I dare say there will be a lot of these sets being sold without that figure in it. Okay, so um I'll give you a five then as you're gonna sell it. Yeah. So out of twenty between the four of you, you're giving it a sixteen point three. So, you know, that's not that's not bad, boys. That's uh, one of the higher ones we've um we've well, done. What would you give it, Stu? Would you would you be buying one of these? I've got no interest in it at all, mate. <laughs> e, I wouldn't buy the stormtrooper either. So a four point six then. <laughs> I love you. I know. Okay then boys, so let's move on to topic two as we're on to on new things. And um, we'll go for the new Tory fills. There has been a few more pieces, but you can't go for so much. And we've, we've picked the main pieces out. And Dan, I'm going to come to you first because we spoke about the new boxes for the uh, Black Series 6-inch line last month, which I think are beautiful. 
the Clone Wars set has had some announcements. Yeah, who's watched the last series of Clone Wars? Has anyone? Well, anyone I, I needed. I needed to. I want to rewatch the series before. Okay, just to kind of remind myself, freshen up. You know. Yeah, I've watched it. It's quality. So the, the four figures are from that, from the final arc of that. So the the Mandalorian siege arc. So you've got an Ahsoka Tano, which I think is the youngest. Well, it will be the younger Ahsoka. So it's a, a new, a brand new figure there. Um, a 332nd clone trooper, which were the clone troopers in the episode that painted their helmets to look like Ahsoka. So they've got like an orange stripe down the front of them. They were like her own own squad of clone troopers that she took to Mandalore with her. Um, a Mandalorian loyalist, who's the uh, the Darth Maul style Mandalorian. So they've got the horns on the head and the armor's painted red. And then you've got the uh, the Mandalorian Super Commandos, which are the the, the blue coloured Death Watch style. I might have got them around the wrong got, way. You've got them around the wrong I've got way. I've got the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Have to, I did actually look that up last night because I think well, which one's the Super Commando? So sorry, the Super Commando is the Darth Maul style, and the Mandalorian Loyalist is the is the uh, the, the, the the blue sh- blue coloured ones, like like we saw in the Mandalorian episode where the in the flashback where they where the Mandalorian saved. Uh, oh, I can't remember his name now. I was calling the Mandalorian, but yeah, they, they saved him as a child. So those guys. So yeah, they all look fantastic. They look great figures. Um, I've pre-ordered the, um, I'm going to get this wrong now, the Super Commando, the yeah, one that's I, red. <laughs> I think I might join you in that. It does look nice. Um, so I've pre-ordered one of those for, for my son, actually, because he, he's big into Clone Wars. So I've, um, I've I've got him one of those. But yeah, they all look really good. Um, new packaging, like we said. So they've started off a Clone Wars run with these. So these are one, two, three, and four of that. And yeah, it's, I think we've, we've, done, we've done the packaging to death last time, but these look just as good. I think if you're into if because you know certainly younger kids they're big into it and 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 you know even even the guys now that are twenties in their twenties would have grown up with it. I mean, it started nearly you know twelve years ago. Clone Wars it's it's been going a while, um, and it, these clones just they're they're so popular. That one will be that one will probably be the, out of all of them the one that goes for the big money. I reckon. So moving over to Mark, then we mentioned it briefly in the intro. One of my top three uh, items released, uh, you know, announced this month: the Hoff Wampa Mark got to be liking that yeah it is it really harks back to the original vintage one in the in the style of the box and also how it uh reenacts the exact composition of the um the uh, toy picture on on the you know the main illustration on the box uh it's got everything going for it. i mean if you love this this to me is what the vintage collection is should be all about it absolutely you know, we were moaning about the uh, Bespin Carbon Freeze unit. You know, they got that wrong, but they, they got this one right. And um, the figure looks great. You know, it isn't a stark white figure. It's, it's, it's kind of weathered, got creamy fur, and the facial features are very good. That's, I just think they've nailed it. I just think it looks great. I like the fact he's got a lot of articulation, so you get him in some proper poses, can't you? Don't yeah. Display that it, thing. it looks really, really good. It's a really good figure. I'm quite into the Wamper at the moment. I, I think I'll be getting one. I'll certainly be getting one of those. Is it is it the same um, sculpt as the one that came with the two-pack with, with Luke? Or have they changed it up a bit? I'm sure I read something that somewhere that he had a bit more blood around his mouth or there was a version Oh, of... yeah, you're right. It says here, so the, the six-inch scale Hoth Wamper figure offers fans and collectors a clean Wamper design by removing the bloody mouth deco featured uh, on the previous version released in 2014. 2014? Didn't seem that long ago. That was the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, so that is going to be fairly limited and people are going to go mad for that. So if you want one, you keep your I eyes think, peeled. I think Mark's just got the, the boxes spot on, you know, it's got the dead Tonton and him dragging Luke. I just, 
I just think they've got that vintage look about it. They're doing some things right this year with the 14th anniversary. That's a Hasbro Pulse exclusive, um, as far as I know. I don't know if it's going to be over in the UK. I imagine they'll get some, but you might have to order it on there and maybe get our mate Ian to ship it over for you if you want to stand a chance of getting one. Would you be tempted by that, Jez? Um, that would look lovely, wouldn't it, on a shelf? Yeah, it would. I, I, uh, it's one of those things where I would definitely be tempted with that. I think for it to be my inaugural purchase, it just needs to be something different, something else. But I like that. I like everything yeah, Mark said about it. The box, the original, the sort of, you know, the original design of the box. It, when he stood upright, I think that looks a bit strange. But with the posable sort of action about him, it's just, yeah, there's something about that. It appeals to me greatly. So, um, mm, that's that's a hit. And I think the price-wise... 30 quid or 29.99 dollars i think that's i think that's really fair well that's it jess that's that's the the beauty of modern especially with vintage becoming so expensive you know it's it's going so far the other way it's a, a nice way of just uh having some new items i think that's ticked a nostalgia thing which a lot of the new stuff doesn't for me so a lot of the new stuff i see it and i'm like yeah okay i like it but where is that nostalgia buzz where's my hook to entice me to collect whereas this does have that blend of very original vintage vintage packaging um and still something which i think yeah i'd like that so maybe it's because it doesn't have a human face i think sometimes some of these things they really struggle with the human element and i just look at it and think no that doesn't quite look right but everything about this i i do quite like do you even think that? Because they've got the new technology now where they scan the actors' heads for the printing now. I, I think some of the face sculpts. Take the Hawk Toys, for example. I bought yeah. the, Dooku, the face sculpt on the Christopher Lee. It's incredible. It's incredible. So, so I, I agree. really right. I agree. But then again, that comes with a premium, doesn't it? Of um, You look at it, you think, right, what am I buying? What am I spending? What am I getting for my money? And you certainly get a lot. But then again, you pay a lot, don't you, for some of those ones? Uh, whereas this, I think, is an all-rounder. You probably can't beat it for the price point. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There is, and I agree with you. Some of the face sculpts are awful, but some they they do get some stuff right. So, um, yeah, worth checking out always. So, moving on then, quite a nice little set. This was going to be a San Diego Comic Con exclusive, I believe. Um, Craig, the Endor Hero set, another Black Series piece. Yeah, this looks this looks really quite good. I'm quite into this one. Um, the, the images that they're they're teasing us with, you can't glean a massive amount. I've got some questions, but it's going to be quite a big set. I mean, it's uh, what is it? One, two, three, four figures and a and a speed bike. So we've got uh, Luke, uh, Leah, and Han in their Endor gear, and we've got Paplu, the second Ewok, in the space of what three months, two months, and speed bike. So um, yeah, nice nice little set. I know we've had. We've had a Luke Jedi before in the six inch, and we've had a very similar Han. Speed bike came with the biker scout, but it's a, a yeah, a lovely little ensemble. And Leo looks interesting, but whether they all come with ponchos and removable accessories, it's it's kind of hard to tell. I would assume so. Why would you go to the effort and not give them all their requisite gear? She looks like she needs a poncho, doesn't she? She looks a bit naked, and the head looks a bit. And from a from a hundred and ten dollar price point, I I would like to think she'd come with a poncho. Yeah, yeah. We mentioned it in the intro. Obviously, we've spoken about you recreating that scene, the the, the front cover of a magazine with mm-hmm. 
the beach ball and whatnot. And you got very excited when, um, was it Tebow was announced, wasn't it? Was it was Tebow, yeah. Which you've pre-ordered, which I think yeah. drops next month, actually. So it'd be interesting yeah. to see what you think of that. But then you've got this one. Which, which one's more more in line with what's on the cover? Uh, well, this new one, Paplu. I mean, t- when you look at Tebow's face, he's quite an angry little critter. Quite grumpy looking. Um, whereas Paplu's kind of cute. And the, the, the Ewok that I'm trying to recreate is an Ewok called Kazak. Um, which is clearly a, black, a background character that they they lent the the costume uh, to Rolling Stone to to do that famous cover. Uh, and Paplu is a lot closer, um, both in his facial features and his headdress. Um, so yeah, I'm like like you said at the start in a con- in a quandary really. I might sort of keep Tebow and sit on him and see if I can get hold of get hold of this. Yeah, interesting, but not a nice set. Mm. Heavy price point, but again, if it is a, a what was going to be an exclusive it'd be interesting to see how many are readily available but then you often find with those kind of things uh, black series will often then dish them out singly anyway won't they yeah i did think that you know they'll, they'll appear on cards i've just uh been looking online to have a little look at that you had mentioned about leah and a cape so i was just looking for other images there and i think i found something on oh. twitter which shows the actual box itself and it's quite cool because you've got yeah, the speeder cool. bike in the center with the ewok on it giving it a sense of speed the way they've done that i quite like luke on his own on the right hand side but han and leah trying to uh, bake uh, break into the bunker and it definitely looks like leah's got a poncho on there yeah, yeah. and no helmet so that gives you more for your play value there i'm yeah. gonna be honest i hadn't seen that image of that box of that side view and i think it's um it's improved it for me. I think it looks better. I like the scenes. I like that. Yeah. Be a shame to uh, crack into that, wouldn't it? Yeah. You'd have to buy two, Craig. Yeah. I could see a nice little, frazzled, a nice little frazzled R2 in front of that <laughs> window there on the on the left. That'd be quite cool. Is yeah. that one an, an exclusive from somewhere? Is that a San Diego? Or? It, was, it was meant... I, I heard it was going to be San Diego, but it's not, yeah. that's not actually being confirmed anywhere. Okay. That's a big box, isn't it? Yeah, you think they're six six inches in there. So, mm. yeah, you always need a big up box for your six inches. A speed bike long ways. Yeah, I like, I like that. Oh, no. it, as nice as it is, though, it's strange they've done Return of the Jedi on an Empire year. Like, you think they'd save that for a couple of years, something as nice as that, and bring it out for the 40th anniversary of Jedi. Mm. Or alternatively, maybe they were thinking so many people are focusing on Empire, and uh, there might be a lot of people going to these Comic Cons and stuff like that who their favourite movie is Jedi. And they're just thinking, no, oh, I want a Jedi piece. So maybe they're just hedging their bets. I don't know. But they've done, they've done quite a few Empire crazy. ones recently, haven't they? They did, yeah. they did Han and Lear in the corridor and uh, cleaning off the Minox. And yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's nice to see them mix it up a bit. You don't want to get Empire out, do you? Yeah, nice, nice. Let, let, let's crack on. I think that's all a winner. I think um, Mark's been very quiet, but I reckon even he would have liked the packaging on that one. It's good. I'm just listening to you, boys. Jez. More vintage collection, yes, a three-pack of ARC Troopers. And for someone who doesn't collect modern and perhaps isn't into, um, you know, clone troopers and that, I thought this would be a nice one to break you in with. <laughs> well, do you know what? I've, I've just started watching Star Wars The Clone Wars on Disney Plus because I, I got Disney Plus for when I went away. And uh, then I realised when I got there that I couldn't actually watch it with my VPN. So I wasn't able to watch it at all. So now I'm home and I'm just sort of partway through series two. So I've got a lot to go. Um, but I've, it's great for me now starting to see some different characters who I've heard about and I've seen on games and I've seen people cosplaying at. 
So I'm entering a whole new world of Star Wars, which for me is good. And uh, this one in particular, this set, as you said, it's a three, it's a three pack. It's got that vintage appeal, uh, which is very much the classic Star Wars three pack, which you saw in uh, particularly in America and in Canada and also Australia. This is showing three figures in a, in a box, sort of in a uh, portrait style box so you've got three figures within a blister and then this, the same amount of packaging above that showing the classic star wars racetrack special action figure set and it's the 501st legion arc troopers which comprises of uh, troopers also known by the name of echo fives and jesse now just because i'm so interested in stuff like this now so jesse ct5597 and who else have we got there? So the the guy who's known as Fives uh, is Echo is CT1409. And then Fives is also known as CT5555. Check that out. Um, so if I now go back <laughs> to this. So there you go. Look at me all getting interested in stuff in these. Um, doesn't mean to say I buy them. Uh, but my point is they're all clone uh, clone troopers who've got this thing which, you know, you see on Clone Wars where you remove the helmet. And they all look different. They're all distinctive. They've all either got a bit of facial hair, which dude five's got. Jesse's got some sort of particularly gnarly haircut. And uh, an echo is there with his handprint on his armor as well. So all various different types of pauldrons or the way in which they've got their kit, all as the military would call it, looking alley. And uh, so they're there dressed in different manners and uh, with lots and lots of... Um, uh, weaponry and distinctive helmet decals as well so for those people who are so passionate about the clone wars they're looking and go oh yeah that's fives or that's echo you know that some people absolutely love this and i saw that when rebels was announced that these figures are coming back and people just absolutely love them so i'm sure that there'll be a lot of interest in these it's got the original Kenner logo at the bottom. Very, very distinctive packaging, which I think aesthetically is very pleasing. And when I go back and look at it, it's $50. So all in all, you get three figures, Hasbro Pulse exclusive for September. And it says um, this version of Fives is the one that is single packaged uh, with the upcoming wave with Hondo, who's another character I'm yet to learn about and excited to know. So uh, yeah, all in all, Again, for, for what you're getting for 50 bucks, that doesn't seem too bad at all to me. And I think they're winning with their formula here of vintage nostalgia and uh, and modern figures. I think if you go back to the what we were talking about to start with vintage and then saying what well, with Hasbro in particular and saying that you know what's the future look like and how many figures they're going to bring out. I think we said on a previous podcast as well about you know would they go to a subscriber type deal and we said about Pulse. I think this is the first the first of many of these kind of sets on three and three quarter inch that you know collusive hard to get that yeah you've got to be in the right place at the right time jez obviously these three figures have all got like nicknames you know or we're in a little squadron and that do you, do you all have nicknames when you're away yeah i've got a nickname <laughs> that's what i was wondering i was wondering if you could share that with us yeah love machine love machine. <laughs> yeah it's, it's because i'm i this is such a geeky point is because um, my brevet, what I wear, so the wings which I've got is LM for Loadmaster, and there's they stopped doing Loadmasters, and then they became Wizops in like the mid two thousands. So there's not many people with LM left on their on their uh, uniform. So uh, when I was working away last time, the Americans said to me, "So what does LM stand for?" And I immediately said, "Love Machine." And from then on, that was it. They just always called me Love Machine, and even my leaving <laughs> gifts have got 
Jez, love machine Allenson. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, it was just a slip of the tongue, Freudian. And um, then the, the name love machine stuck. What can I say? I must admit, it's not what I was expecting. I was expecting something like chicken, chicken legs or something. Like that. <laughs> but hey, hey we'll, we'll go with love machine. I bet you no one calls you it. You go around to yourself calling yourself it. I'm the love machine. <laughs> <laughs> what other gifts did they buy you if you're a love machine? They didn't just sign the cards. They must have bought you stuff as well. No, so I think Stu might have seen it. I've got this big um, uh, running Stormtrooper, big plaque, which uh, they, they got for me uh, printed on stone. It weighs a ton. And, um, and uh, it's really nice. And so they, they gave various different bits and, and credits to the stuff which I was doing out there last time. But it did say Love Machine on it. They got me a flask, a thermos flask with various different crests on and some information about the job I was doing out there. And it said Love Machine on at the bottom. Just trying to think. Oh yeah, there was one other. A the, so the blast walls. You you can get yourself mini blast walls made, which people then write on and do various things. And I have a blast wall, a thank you blast wall with love machine, <laughs> again written in the bottom. So um yeah, there we go. I thought you were going to say sex toys or something. <laughs> Not that kind of show. Tune in next month for the. Uh, yeah, for Generation Skywalker, talking about... Well, there you go. And that's just proof that uh, if you want to be called something different and you introduce yourself as something enough times, it will eventually stick. Now, Galaxy's Edge has also inspired some new reveals. So I just, just want to take a quick look at, at these um, three areas in particular. Now, the Vintage Collection, Smugglers Run Millennium Falcon. Dan, I'm going to come to you to give us a bit of background to this because we have seen this ship. Before. Yeah, so we spoke about it. I think on the first episode when he was talking about all the different iterations of the of the Falcon um, and the Legacy one was was very popular amongst us. I think we all thought it was an outstanding version of the Falcon. It was, I think, the ultimate version. Um, it's got all the lights. It's got the generic light-up, generic table, all the little figures on it, um, the landing ramp, the corridors going through various areas of the Falcon. It, it looks brilliant. So, yeah, they've re-released that Falcon. It's actually the, the third time that Falcon's been or this Falcon's been re-released. So it was originally released in 2008 in the Legacy packaging, and then it came out again in 2012, I think, in the Vintage Collection packaging. Well, so from its original release, 12 years, exactly the same Falcon. It's got a different radar dish. You can, you can swap it out between the circular one and then the, the rectangular one from The Force Awakens. It comes with a handful of porks and a Hondo character. So the connection with Hondo is that when you go on the Smuggler's Run ride at, at Disneyland or Disney World, um, he's the he's the guy who, who guides you through your mission when you're when you're piloting the Falcon. Um, and there's a nice animatronic of him at the start of the ride talking you through your mission as well. So yeah, that's the connection there. But yeah, so you get a Hondo figure, you get these these uh, porks and this and, and a new radar dish. But other than that, this is identical. Isn't the sounds meant to be different? I didn't catch that. Yeah, I miss I must have missed that. So you obviously know about that. Yeah, I mean the sounds I was aware. It's just really the engines and stuff like that. I've not. I've got one, but I've not played with it heavily. But yeah, it's yeah. It's got... I have, to, I have to check back on that. Well, um, yeah, we'll have a check on that and bring it back up. Yeah, yeah there isn't there wasn't a great deal. It was just kind of like I mean, I saw it, it was what last week. I mean, when we were recording about a week ago, and it was posted, it was being released, and everyone just went nuts and bought it. I don't think anyone really looked into what was in the packaging. It wasn't a great deal out there, other than the the extras that came with it. I didn't catch the sounds bit though. There was anything okay. published. But yeah, it's a four hundred pounds if you're interested. From the original one hundred and fifty when it was released 
eight years ago in, in the Toys R Us packaging, an exclusive Toys R Us vintage collection packaging, and it's uh, it's jumped three hundred and fifty pounds to to oh, sorry two hundred and fifty pounds to four hundred in that time. But looking just, at um, the prices on eBay, it's probably not that far off what, what it's going for now, anyways. Um, just jumping back in, yes. So yes, there's two modes of sounds. You've still got the original Star Wars trilogy movie, but okay. you've also got the Smuggler's Run ride theme um, sounds okay. added to it to obviously make it that Disney's Galaxy's Edge thing. So, yeah, yeah, a little bit different there. I mean, they're really trying. I mean, I, I, I think I said a few episodes. I, I went out to Disney, out to Florida, or sorry, California, back in the early part of the year before we went into lockdown. And it's they're really trying to make it part of the saga now. It's like a real place you can go to that's that's part of it. And obviously, this is just trying to trying to back that up. And moving on then, so the the Black Series uh, six inch. There was three more of these announced as well, which are connected to the Disney parks. Craig, yes, uh, Cap- can you take us through these? Captain Cardinal. I don't know who these people are. Captain Cardinal, DJ R3X, and Commander Pyre. I'll start. I'll start with Rex because uh, old fans of, of Star Tours will recognise Rex as the original captain yes. of, the, uh, of the of the simulator ride. So he's a he's a chirpy little comedy robot, and they've um, they've they've redeployed him now in in, in New Star Wars Land uh, as a DJ. So he DJs in uh, in the cantina. Presumably because he has headphones already. He always has headphones. Um, so they've created a, a six-inch Black Series representation of uh, of DJ Rex. I'm in on him. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. In fact, in fact, I've just decided this minute I'm going to do a Star Tours run because there's a <gasps> few a bits and pieces. There's a few, yeah. few bits and pieces out there, which are, and they're a bit different. So, um, yeah, watch this space next month for my acquisitions. Excellent. <laughs> so that's uh, so that's what he's up to these days in, in in Galaxy's Edge. The two First Order characters, uh, Captain Cardinal uh, was introduced into the uh, into the story as a bit of a rival uh, for Phasma. He was involved in. Um, in, in training the troops and has a he has a nice redemption arc in the black spire novel which i've read so he's he's the guy who's uh he's got first order armor and a cape he's red so he's the red repaint but he's got a little cape not to be confused with the sith troopers who are very similar but they've kind of got little grooves on them um so that's uh captain cardinal and presumably he can be found in the park roaming around i would imagine if if he's being connected in this way uh, and then the other one is um commander pyre and commander pyre was the main ga- bad guy in the resistance animated series uh, and he's the gold first order armored trooper with a pauldron quite how he links to um uh, black spire i don't know because uh, i haven't finished trudging through that animated series but i will um craig can i just point something out with regards to your captain cardinal yes uh, unfortunately so i clicked on the link which is the target.com one which shows you it and my mouse when it was running over one of the pictures of this guy straight away and it zoomed in it actually looks like he's wearing leather trousers below his armor so when <laughs> when i looked at it my the the mouse immediately went there and it's it's i don't know it's almost like something out of mad max with chaps and stuff and i can just imagine this guy's got some sort of assless chaps because he's wearing um definitely leather under um trousers and then with some sort of open red armor i don't think i'm ever going to look at this figure again the same way it's just it's just unfortunate the way it came out like that it's got a nice shiny red cod piece like that guy from yeah. uh, word up yeah <laughs> yeah uh, it's just it's just I, I i wish that i hadn't clicked on that link and it automatically went there and zoomed in on the <laughs> nether regions but yeah 
Damn it, I wish I hadn't seen that. He, he's just always going to be a tainted figure now. Yeah. When I saw him in the box, I didn't think too much of him. But actually, when he's standing out the box, he looks all right. You're, you're just into the leather assless chaps now, aren't you? That's the only yeah. reason you're suddenly interested in that. Made me double take, have another look, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mark, got, now this is why I think you've been a bit quiet, because uh, we know you like to, I think we announced you like to foo-foo it last, last month with these shows. Uh, you make it up as you go along. But, um... yeah, it's, it's not it's not foo-foo. It's um that's a completely different thing. It's foofing it. Foofing it, okay. But it'll always be foo-foo in my head now. But <laughs> I think change there, isn't it, mate? <laughs> yeah. We've got a Lego set. Resistance ITS transport. Now I've got a feeling I have put on the show notes where was this scene in Star Wars? And I reckon you've been heavily Googling the last twenty minutes trying to find out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see it anywhere, but I dare say it's there somewhere. But it, it's it's a, it's a ship that was in Galaxy's. It's like a, a full size prop in Galaxy's Edge, and it's basically like a a reduced version of a blockade runner. Is probably the best way I'd, I'd used to describe it. It's almost like a, a transport class blockade runner. It's a lot smaller, uh, chunkier, looks quite sort of armored. Really cool little spaceship this reminds me of the sorts of spaceships that i used to build with my lego when i was sort of 10 and 11 years old and it's got uh four figures with it uh, lieutenant beck i don't know who that is vi Maradi, don't know who that is but it looks like a sort of uh, mon calmari type character and a couple of droids uh, an r5 unit and um and a gonk droid and uh, yes cool little set but see sort of set in the world on fire in terms of lego collectors it's um it's not a great deal to it, really. No, I must admit, it doesn't it doesn't float my boat because I don't really know what it is. When you go out there and you ride, there's a ride called Rise of the Resistance. I won't go into it. It is the best Star Wars experience outside of a celebration or anything with you guys. It's fantastic. That's the ship that you get, you, you basically launch from on the Resistance base. Right. And the Mon Cal guy, he's the pilot, big animatronic of him in the front, takes you into a space battle and you end up docking in a restored Star Destroyer. But yeah, that's that, that, that's what that's from. It's brilliant. That kind of makes sense, doesn't it, now? It, you know... Um, it's a cool looking ship. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's yeah. a really cool looking ship. And I think they've I think they've stylized it very nicely on how the blockade you know, the key elements of the blockade runner. So it is very Star Wars esque. It's strange it's not like a park exclusive because if you went on a ride you'd come off and you go, oh, I'll have one of those. So the fact it's a target exclusive is it's bizarre. Do you think maybe these were going to be park exclusives, but what with lockdown and the things Possibly. being shut, that Possibly. they need to make some of the money back on it? And the, 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 I mean, a couple of the figures we just spoke about, I mean, the, 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 the Cardinal and the Pyre, they're already in, like, when, when you're in the park, you can buy Black Series exclusive sets, and those figures are, are in those sets. Fimeradi's the, the as much of a main character for the for the environment as, as they've got, isn't she? She's like the main resistance uh, spy that's there setting up the base. And she's running around, um, interacting with the guests. And she she was the central character in the in the spin-off book as well. So key key character. Yeah. See, I think if you're at the Disney parks, you probably know that a bit more, and then perhaps have that bit more connection yeah. and spend the money. I reckon it's just because they've been closed for six months and they That's need a, to re recoup some money. That's a fair point. I was trying to look up where this has been seen because I remember when I got the Rebel Transport, hooray, in 1982 or 83 or whenever it was. I was thinking, hang on a second, where was this in the movie? And obviously you had to pause Empire Strikes Back to figure out where it was. And because um, it was only in for a couple of seconds. Yeah, this, the ITS, is known as the Intersystem Transport Ship. 
which I've checked on starwars.fandom.com. So the ITS Intersystem Transport Ship, yes, yeah, specifically built for Disney, uh, for Galaxy's Edge. I was hoping that it might have been just, you know, a, a fleeting glimpse in one of the uh, sequels, but no, not not shown there at all. Uh, but lots of information on the intersystem transport ship, but actually it looks really good and lots of functions with it. I, uh, I really quite like this ship. What's happened to me today? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no end of videos. People are recording the ride in um, on, on YouTube. So you can, it's right at the start, you get a briefing off of a hologram of Ray and then you go outside and the ship's there and everyone gets on. So yeah, you, you can see it quite early in the video jez i'm going to come to you now for the last thing we're going to look at okay. and to me uh, you were saying about luke x-wing earlier all right this isn't luke x-wing this is the x-wing but i think this is lovely and i will definitely if i can get my hands on one of these i'm definitely in on this and this was um hot wheels have announced a really cool miniature x-wing and the packaging's amazing so this was going to be a san diego comic-con exclusive as well describe this to us because this I, I think this is beautiful this is one of those things where the packaging is part of the toy packaging. You know, for me, I like showing off things outside of the box to put together as part of um, a display piece or a wider diorama. Whereas this, it is brilliant. What what am I seeing now? I've got a uh, a box which has uh, essentially is an X-wing in it. It's a Dagobah X-wing scene. So just on, on on the foreground, you've got silhouette of Luke and R2, and then Yoda lifting the x-wing out of the swamp now this is a particularly interesting one because the x-wing itself is the first time we've seen it's covered in in swamp goo and it's is there's a function on the side of the box where you as the operator can lift the lever and as if yoda is making the x-wing come up out of the swamp it's a lovely background um uh, of the swamp things flying along it is the more i look at it the more i think this is it's enchanting it's it's a lovely little scene with yoda there using your imagination but lifting it up and so you've got the x-wing and all of its glory with a lovely 40th empire anniversary logo there it's probably a little bit too big that logo um, is the only negative of the whole box but actually i think it's ingenious it's simple and it flicks the switch for me for sure yeah i totally agree i think it's stunning um on the enhanced version now we will have the the way the x x wings moving i'm sure yeah. i can cut the video in i would want to keep this in the box yes from I my agree. point of view to have it out of the box is just well hang on a second there's a dirty x wing covered in gloop Whereas to have this, you, you've got the picture, you've got the um, the silhouettes at the front of the transparent box, and then the image at the back. It's just got everything. You you can imagine when you do it, you can imagine the sound, the noise um, of the little creatures and, and everything going on there at Dagobah. It's it's a brilliant bit of kit for for to feed your imagination. I really like it. I think it's the favourite thing so far I've seen tonight. I can't. It's too big. Size matters not. Look at me. Judge me by my size, do you? Hmm? Hmm. And where you should not. For my ally is the Force. Right, let's go on to topic three. One of the best things about working with Craig on this, he always throws in a topic which normally myself and most of the rest of the guests don't, uh, um, hosts don't know anything about. So... <laughs> Tiki Tiki, uh, I saw this in Chicago, I saw it in the uh, celebration shop, I saw it on the floor. What is it about Tiki, Craig, that piques your interest? And also, what is Tiki? What is Tiki? It's a, it's a good question. 
I think, uh, are, you, are you up for a little bit of a potted history? I would love a potted history. <laughs> <laughs> so tiki is a trend that originated in the US. It, it sort of takes its aesthetics and its vibe from the arts and the culture of um, the South Pacific Islands. Um, and it's sort of enjoying a bit of a renaissance today, slightly ironically, um, as it's a, it's a revival of its kind of boom time, which was the sort of 50s and early 60s. It's kind of tied to that whole kitsch retro Americana thing that goes hand in hand with sort of the atomic age and vintage pinup girls, and hot rods and old timey rock and roll, all of which you know I'm quite partial to. So it's, its origins in, in Polynesian mythology. Tiki was uh, the first man on Earth. And it's a term that's widely used to describe these wooden carved effigies of gods and ancestors, which is a sort of key element that's inspired a lot of the the sort of pop culture mashups that we're seeing today. So it's always been associated with escapism and good times. Uh, and while it's synonymous with kind of 50s and 60s, its origins actually date back to the 30s uh, when the first tiki bar, which is called Don the Beachcomber, uh, opened in uh, L.A. And this was the brainchild of a, of a guy called Ernest Raymond Beaumont Gant, who travelled the world, explored the Caribbean and the South Pacific, and he came back to the States and he wanted to set up this bar that kind of captured some of that magic. So he changed his name to Don Beach and he set up this, this tiki bar. And the menu was loosely inspired by the kind of things he'd experienced out there, tropical flavours. And it kind of set the template for the sort of tiki culture that, that endures today. But when it, it, it became really popular was after World War Two. So young GIs were sent out, um, deployed to the South Pacific. They were specifically on islands like Tonga and Fiji, Hawaii. They kind of developed this taste for the tropical, which they they came back and, and sort of passed on to the rest of, of, of the nation in the post-war years. So when you think about tiki style, it's got a very, very uh, defined look. And you, it's sort of typified by things like bamboo and thatched. And again, these carved hardwoods, these tiki idols and these masks, a little bit of kind of nautical props, nets and boys kind of thrown in there, uh, tropical flowers exotic ladies in, in grass skirts, and then this exotica sound of ukuleles and Hawaiian guitars. So there's this whole kind of sort of visual and, and experiential kind of elements that, that kind of define tiki culture. But one of the main things is they have these rum-based kind of drinks, which were always elaborately served with flowers and little parasols. And they were originally in coconuts and hollowed out pineapples. And eventually people started to create these kind of ceramic tiki mugs uh, which people would take home from the bars as souvenirs just like they would if they'd gone off to the South Sea Islands on holiday um, and they became very collectible um, and alongside that you'd have like the stirrers and the swizzle sticks so this all kind of paraphernalia uh, grew up um, that people would take home and wanted to continue the experience at home so this idea of little tiki bars uh, in basements and garages and and spare rooms at home became the in thing. Uh, you know, if you had a tiki bar, you were you were kind of hitting happening. And I think interestingly, sort of you know, talking about Star Wars, that you know, Disney's had a long association with sort of South Sea Island culture. It's it's leaned on it quite a bit for inspiration over the years. They have the enchanted the enchanted tiki room was an early attraction at Disneyland, and that's still around with the animatronic birds. I don't know whether anybody's been in there. One of the first Disney resorts was the Polynesian Village, which is a whole kind of tiki-themed uh, environment where people kind of stay. 
Um, and that's home to Trader Sam's Grog Grotto, which is one of the best tiki bars I've ever, ever been to. Anyone ever been to Trader Sam's at Disneyland? I've been to the tiki bar. I went in the tiki room when I was there. Yeah, yeah lots of singing animals and yeah, craziness. It was good. Considering yeah. it's a nearly 50-year-old ride, it's, yeah, it's pretty entertaining. So that's the, that's the big the big kind of the theme park ride, but they've got like a like a, almost like a little speakeasy that's on okay. the resort. That's sort of it's it's not widely promoted. It's like a little anonymous door. You kind of have to know about it. But you go in there. It's quite like I say, quite small, like limited numbers. But every every drink comes with its own chant, or it triggers some sort of animatronic event. So if you if you order the one that's like a volcano, the volcano goes off on the wall and things like that. So it's it's, it's incredibly creative and a, and a wonderful wonderful kind of place to go. So if we ever go back there. We should all have a drink at Trader Sam's. I'll take you first round on me. So yeah, it's this this Disney connection with 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 Tiki that kind of runs through the years. And of course, you've got Lilo and Stitch and Moana. You've got actual films and properties kind of set in those environments. But by the late sixties, sort of Tiki Star became very unfashionable, and it kind of descended into kitsch and was kind of very sort of looked down on. And I think probably for a lot of UK listeners, the closest reference for its kind of naffness at that time would be kind of Del Boy's bar in Only Fools and Horses with his pineapple ice bucket. It's kind of that's where it ended up. But it's it's had a recent revival, which has, I think, been driven by retro-loving hipsters. Um, and it's still very much about escapism, that kind of uh, the wackiness of the drinks and the, and the you go in these places and they're, they're very, you know, they transport you somewhere else. So Star Wars kind of met Tiki when a company called Beeline Creative, who'd created the Star Wars beer steins, if you remember those, pitched the idea of these Star Wars figural tiki mugs to Lucasfilm uh, as recently as 2016. And in kind of four short years, they've got this product range now that just covers this massive range of pop culture properties that are almost kind of like Funko Pop levels. You know, you name it, there's probably some wacky little tiki mug whether it's universal monsters star trek rick and morty they're all kind of they've all been sort of covered did anyone see the um star wars tiki mashup panel at celebration chicago no i'm no. glad i didn't because i think i might have bought some <laughs> <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was darth elvis but they he kind of uh they they rounded up kind of this this whole kind of marriage of of tiki culture and, and star wars in a, in a really good panel it's online you can go and you can go and watch it but yeah, and they're, and they're just sort of, you know, as part of all of this new stuff that's coming out, they, they, they're continuing their very, very big line of stuff with, uh, there's a couple of tiki mugs that they've done for uh, the Mandalorian. They've done the Mandalorian and the Child, little mini one. And they've just done a sort of tie-in with an artist that, you know, lives and breathes this kind of retro aesthetic guy called Shag. And he's done a coll- collaboration with the, the guys at Geeky Tiki's. Uh, to do some new tiki mugs of uh, Vader and Fett, uh, Chewie and Yoda, and alongside other merch like coasters and swizzle sticks and things. So it's it's kind of it it's got very popular very quickly. One of the things that I've that, that caught my eye out of this new uh, wave of stuff is that they've done this kind of ceramic tiki mug, but it's it's in the shape of the classic Star Wars arcade machine. You know, clearly they've they they've they've worked through a lot of the characters so they're looking at different things to be inspired by. And I thought that was quite an interesting development. Joe, you know I, I remember being out in celebration in Chicago 
and going in the store and seeing the Rancor in there and thinking, oh, what is that then? And then I saw the Greedo, obviously being a Greedo collector, on the shop floor and I didn't pull the trigger on it. Now I'm looking at the images of some of the range. Some of them are absolutely stunning, aren't they? I love the Millennium Falcon. It's I mean, beautiful. It's like a big punch bowl. Exactly. Can you imagine yeah. that with a big cocktail in it in the summer out in your garden? But there's so many of them. I love the Jabber with the little salacious crumb and the little bit of a tune you can get for it. I mean, they are they are beautiful. What does everyone else think about these? Because they are a little bit niche, aren't they? I, I love them. I, and I've always loved that um, that style, that aesthetic. I've been aware of that art, artist called Shag for some years. I mean, he's been around for a long time. And it's always nice to see somebody who knows their craft, knows what they're good at, and, you know, is a master in their field. And um, it's... He's done a great job on the package and the box art on the paint is just fabulous. I absolutely love it. Um, and it, it's interesting, isn't it, to see something so so far removed from uh, that original kind of movement, the tiki movement and the style, and have it sort of integrate the Star Wars, and, and yet and yet it works so well. You know, it just goes to show the imagination. Uh, there's no limits to what Star Wars can be applied to and for it to work, not just like shoehorned into any old stuff. I mean, the, these designs really do work. Some characters work better than others, but I, I, I absolutely love them. I think, I think they're fantastic. I really wish I'd gone to the panel now because I just didn't know anything about it. But now I've, I've seen these, I've seen people post. In fact, it's Sean Moynihan is into this massively and I, every now and then i see him posting a, an image on facebook of him with his falcon so when the big falcon bowl arrived with the uh, chewbacca and i think his hand muglets which go with it he was saying you know he was full of excitement when this arrived and i'd seen him every now and then just having a bit of a session on it in his patio enjoying some uh, some booze out of a little muglet but uh, it's definitely got me looking at this and checking out Amazon and stuff. The uh, the Falcon isn't available, I don't believe. I think the last time I saw it, it was on. You could get it on eBay, sent from America for about four hundred and fifty quid. Some of these are really quite pricey, um, but the tiki stuff definitely seems to be, as you say, Craig, having a, a large comeback. It just so happened up just now on my Facebook feed, someone's just posted. John Lewis is now doing a tiki bar, so you can buy your own bar for the patio uh, to have a sort of, you know, that type of Hawaiian night or Hawaiian afternoon, whatever folks you boat in your back garden. So um, definitely something which I think is just a little bit of fun, and in the Falcon in particular, it really works. Some of these muglets look like the little uh, idol there at the beginning of um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, but really, really cool. Uh, I must admit as well, Craig. Um... I love I love all the backstory of it as well. You know, you you make it want to to buy even more as well. Which I, t- I tell you, I don't, I don't know how much time you've got. I know I've just planted a, a massive diecast enhanced version of you, but this would be quite a nice um, blog post. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wrote all that down. Sorry, so I'll, I'll just copy and paste it. I mean, I, I love it. I think it's you know we all need a bit of escapism, and I, and I do like all that kind of vintage retro sort of lifestyle stuff anyway so you know tiki's long been on my uh, radar as, as as mark says you know shag's a great great artist and i, I love the style 
Um, and it, and it, it does. It translates very well. And they've just hit this really great formula um, that, that means they can just trot this stuff out. And, it, you know, it makes, everything looks looks great. I mean, I don't know anybody who has them all. You know, it's a big, that's a big amount of real estate on your, on your bar, you know. We've got, we've got home, home, you know, priorities, but I've got the, I've got the Rancor, uh, which comes with a little, little muglet of, of Luke and it sits in his hand uh, and it's just lovely. And I've got, I've got the Jower and I've got Wicket and that's, you know, that works for me. It's, it, it's a little kind of smattering and I don't need every single one. They did a lovely collector's case like a vader's head collector's case with all the tiny little ones in which was set they were they were having on pre-order at chicago but even like the little swizzle sticks they're like little totem poles you know i've got a couple of those and they're just they're just cool it's just just fun just fun stuff have you got any outside of star wars do you get any of the other ones no i tell you what, when we went to um trader sam's in disney one of the one of the their big sort of flagship cocktail uh, comes in the Nautilus from Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's the most. It's like a big brown gravy boat. But we had such a good time, and we came away, and we were just kicking ourselves that we we didn't get the Nautilus. So when we when uh, Celebration was in Orlando a couple of years ago, whenever it was, we went back there, and we we weren't leaving without the Nautilus. So that takes up a lot of shelf space. But you can all, you know, stick a straw in and, and drink at the same time. It's very social. Did it, did it, as I said, did any of you guys collect garbage or ever collect garbage pal kids? Oh, or, yes, or young loads, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they do, um, Xavier have got them at the minute. They do garbage pal, the geeky tiki ones, garbage pal kids ones. They've got an Adam bomb with the kind of mushroom cloud coming out of his head that yeah. kind of fits the whole Polynesian volcanoes. And <laughs> I, I, was, I was looking at that one. That's, yeah. Might, might have to get that. Yeah. I've, um, do you know what? When I woke up this morning, I had um, I didn't really know too much about Tiki. Didn't ever think it would be anything for me, but I've just ordered a Tuscan Raider live. <laughs> <laughs> we know we'd like to do this. Uh, yeah, be with me by Thursday, but I'm away, so um, just like they don't damage it when they break it somewhere. Have you bought that just now with you while we're talking? Yeah. <laughs> I love a live purchase. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm hip. I'm a geeky Tiki. There you go. We all need to get shirts. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I think we should. Um, is there tiki bars in Britain, Craig? Uh, yeah, there's. I think there are. Yeah, there's a couple in London. I'm pretty sure there's one in Henley, just down the road. Yeah. Yeah. We should go get, get tiki'd up. I'm thinking a um, a tiki road trip. Yeah, man. Jess can be designated driver. Standard. Doesn't need a drink. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, a great um, a great topic, and I'm really, really great that you brought that to all our attention, Craig. Something else to enjoy your mai tai out your uh, Tuscan Raider when it arrives. Oh, I will. Going <laughs> have a um... oh strawberry daiquiri, Jesse, coming around. Oh, I love a strawberry daiquiri. <laughs> oh, I just got to get out of this lockdown. <laughs> Welcome to a tropical hideaway, you lucky people, you. If we weren't in the show starting right away, we'd be the audience too. All together in the tiki 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 room, in the tiki 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 room. All the birds sing words and the flowers croon, in the tiki 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 room. 
I sing so beautiful, I should sing so low. See, so low we can't hear you. My voice may not be so marvelous, but my profile is out of this world. Jawohl, but the trouble is, it's not far enough out of this world. Isn't that right, Herr Schmidt? <laughs> I see Schmidt has no hair. Me amigo, stop the clucking. You sound like a bunch of old hands. There's a lot of birds waiting to go on. For instance... The boys in the back are called macaws. Because of their claws? No, because they're macaws. And our fine feathered friend is a jolly toucan. And toucan sound better than one toucan can. <laughs> Bird of paradise is an elegant bird. It likes to be seen and it loves to be heard. Most little birdies will fly away, but the tiki room birds are here every day. In the tiki 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 room, in the tiki 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 room, all the birds sing word and the flowers croon. In the tiki 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 room, our show is delightful. We hope you'll agree. We hope that it fills you with pleasure and glee. Because if we don't make you feel like that, we're gonna wind up on a lady's hat. In the tiki Right, so on to topic four and something that Dan has touched on a, a couple of times when in the previous three shows that things that he's bought and ordered and I know he now has both of them in hand and that's that's the Hyperreal figures, the Vader and Luke in ESB. The only two figures they're going to do. So, first of all, Craig, before I come to Dan and what his thoughts are having them in hand, what is a Hyperreal figure and why are they discontinuing the line after just two figures? Well... I think they they make sense as a as a figure because they, they've kind of identified that there's a in all the scales and these come in at an eight inch scale so they're again they're not they they, they occupy their own unique little uh, niche in the, in the figure world um, but one of the one of the limitations of action figures is that you always see the joints so what Hasbro have done with these is they've kind of come up this way of building these figures that don't have visible joints. So on paper, that sounds brilliant. You know, they've, they're eight inches. They're good opportunity to get some detail at that scale. You're not going to see clunky elbow joints and, and arm, uh, you know, wrist joints and things like that. So they've created these these, these figures. That are, they're essentially sort of a rubberized body over a, a metal armature. So in essence, a fancy bendum, that's the principle. Um, and I kind of get that. I, I, I see why they would sort of green light that and put that into development. Um, why they're being discontinued, my thoughts on it are that perhaps it's to do with the new scale. Um, you know, it's something else for people to to collect when people are already ready to co committed to, you know, three and three quarter inch, six inch, 12 inch. What I've read about them um, is that they can be actually quite hard to pose. And it can end up looking like you've got dislocated elbows and things like that. And maybe Dan will put, put us right on that. Um, but the thing for me and the thing I've, I've kind of read numerous occasions is that the rubber skin uh, deteriorates, which whether that's down to overuse or the materials that they're using, 
Although what I would say is that I had back in 2008, I bought the the talking Indiana Jones figure that that had a rubber face. You would press a little kind of button on the back and his little jaw would move and he'd go, snakes, why do it have to be snakes? And things like that. And after a while, uh, and I didn't use it excessively, um, his his face started to deteriorate quite quite badly. The, the, the rubber that they used was just cracking. And before I, we came on and did this, I just had a look on eBay just to see if that was a, a quirk, whether I'd overplayed with it. Um, but there are boxed talking Indiana Jones figures where <laughs> they look like zombies. Their kind of lips have fallen off. Uh, so, you know, I, I think perhaps production methods and materials have, have contributed to why it's being discontinued. But like I say, that's just my opinion. I haven't kind of, you know, I saw that they were saying that they were decommissioned, but I didn't see anywhere that there was any hard sort of reasons or press release from Hasbro that said why they were doing that. I've I've read a bit about these online and there's been um very, very mixed reviews. But but Dan, you have both of these in hand, okay? Um I know you love them. They do look nice on display where way you've got them. Um, first of all, the, the price point seemed quite high to me. Can I just ask what you paid for them in England? So I think the, the Vader, I think I did get that on the discount. So I think I only paid 40 for that, but I did go double that on the on the Luke Besbin. So they were like 120 for the pair. Okay. But I imagine if you wait on the Luke, that'll probably get this will get reduced as well. Tell me about it. What 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 do you what do you think of them? I mean, the price for me was a key thing. So I was in, I think I was in Forbidden Planet. I'd seen the photos of these last year when they were putting the promos out. And I didn't think the Vader looked particularly good, the, the sculpt of the mask. But when I saw it in person in Forbidden Planet, it was kind of standing alongside all the hot toys. And they're what, two, three hundred pounds each. And there was this. And I thought, well, that's, what's this for, you know, at the time it was 80 quid. And I saw it and I thought, that's really nice. I'd like that. And that's why I ended up getting it. And it's brilliant. I mean, the Vader figure is, 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 is a lot better than the Luke. I'll say that before we get into the, the Luke Besbin. But yeah, it's, I mean, I didn't have any problems posing it. The, the arm joints, uh, you know, it's got, it's, it's really well articulated. The shoulder pads of Vader, they, they're all articulated. Um, you've got, you know, five or six different sets of hands. Um, yeah, it's great. So yeah, that, and, and I got that. So I thought I'm going to get the Luke to go with it. Obviously they've got the matching stands. Um, the Luke isn't as good. Um, the bit that lets it down is the clothing. It is very, it looks very plastic, doesn't it? It should have been made of, of cloth, but obviously they, uh, they didn't want to go to that expense. But I, I still think it's a really good figure. The face sculpts, I don't think there's a better face sculpt in the Hasbro line of, of Luke. It's, it's, it's really good. The, one of the things in the comments is that the outfit looks rubbery yeah. and that the folds in the clothes are in the same place regardless of what pose you put them in. That's not really stood out to me as being an issue. I mean, it does look plasticky. You can't get it wrong. I was, I was looking at it today because I watched a few of the YouTube videos before it came, and I was like, "Oh God!" When I got it in hand and got it out of the box, it was it was really good. I thought it, I thought it looked good. For, I mean, if you get up close to it, you can see it's plastic. But if I look at it across the room, it looks like Luke Skywalker's fighting Darth Vader. But for the, I mean, the price point's key. I mean, you, you know, you know me. I know we were talking a lot about modern. You know, uh, modern. You know, majority of what I spend my money on is vintage. And me going out to buy hot toys, I just at the minute I'm not in a place where I do that. I'd rather I'd rather go out and buy a nice mock. Eighty pounds is a is is for me a nice point price point. And if they had continued ease and done one every six months, I'm far more comfortable buying one of those every six months than I would be buying. I mean, how many Black Series figures have we spoken about today? There's that you know another another dozen have been released in the last month again. I can't I can't keep up with that. I wouldn't want to keep up with that. But one of these every every six months or once a year, I haven't got a problem with that. 
I'm surprised they haven't gone in and done a, a Boba Fett. I think it look, a Fett would have been really good in that scale um, at that price point. I'd have been on on that as well. Yeah, I've got I've got the complete set. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You yeah, I finished the run. Full, full run. Now, Jez, uh, I asked you to have a little look online and see what yeah. the negative comments have actually been. Now, Dan's obviously just said the outfit looks a bit plasticky, but but what are people's concerns with it? Yeah, it, it was mainly the rubberiness. There were some people saying, "Yeah, I just want to wait until there's the Jedi Luke coming out." A couple of people were just saying about the the face didn't look brilliant. And you, you've got two different, what they refer to as portraits, which don't actually look that different, apparently. I'm just trying to figure out here, because I'm, I'm looking at news.toyark.com, and it says about they, they get five sets of interchangeable hands. But looking at the box, it looks like you've got Luke with a pair of hands and also an additional five sets of hands. So I'm not sure whether or not we have five or six here. From an accessories point of view, yeah, it comes with a lightsaber with a removable blade as well. So you, you do seem to get quite a bit. I see the attraction. What on earth has happened to me tonight? I'm liking everything, which is so strange. Um, but what people aren't liking is mainly it's, as you say, it. they said that regardless of pose, the, the fabric folds didn't move obviously because they they said it was rubbery they, they were hoping more for for a, a fabric sense i guess also it's why this particular character there's no real focus on 40th anniversary on the packaging which you might think all oh, right because of the 40th let's do a luke bespin but there's no necessarily great love for that particular outfit it's not iconic with regards to be it um, Luke in the original New Hope or aka farm boy clothing or Luke Jedi or even Luke X-Wing for that matter I mean you, might, you know this could have easily been Luke Hoth as well which was why that particular character I get Darth Vader because it just looks brilliant these hyper real things I think would look perfect for something like a Stormtrooper or for C-3PO I, I guess a lot of people were just saying why this particular character but the main thing, as he's already said, people just thought it just looked too rubbery. I mean, going back to the point about the deterioration and the ripping and things like that, I get it. If you gave it to a kid and said, hey, go and play with that, it wouldn't last five minutes. But if you're going to pose it in a, you know, and almost be a statue, I can't see it. I can't see it. If I sat there and twisted the arm 50 times, yeah, I might the Vader's legs, the, the, the knees might split, but... Yeah, so I suppose that's it's, it. Though, so what? If you wanted to to re-change the the pose every every few weeks to freshen up your display. There's some people worried about how durable the rubber is going to be before it starts to crack and deteriorate. You know, using bendums and stuff. I don't think there's any real worry about those cracking and deteriorating. So I think there are some people possibly overly concerned about the uh, longevity of these particular items. I have seen pics on, you know, people sharing pics on Facebook of, you know, particularly like behind the knees and the, the armpits and you can sort of see where the rubber's cracking. So Really? Yeah. My rubber Johnny um, 5 from when I was a kid <laughs> is... What's he laughing at? I haven't even said it yet. So let's carry on then. Mark, okay, we, we, we know you like a... Uh, to look at packaging you and craig are in that kind of area the packaging of this take away what the toy is what do you think about the way it's been packaged and displayed Shock, absolutely shocking i mean it's the, the luke just looks like he's sort of frozen in ice it's sort of floating again it just looks so naff they've they've not really sort of thought about it really as far as i'm concerned it, it just doesn't look good. The photographs they've used don't sell the product particularly well. The, the huge sort of open window with the the floor plate that's sort of 
just shoved behind Luke. There's absolutely nothing to sell the figure in terms of display. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an easy pass for me on this one. I just the the fact that you can't see the joints in the figure is not enough of a selling point for me to want to fork out anything really for these for these figures. I would much rather save my money and double up and get a, a sideshow or a, a you know a hot toys or something like that if hyper real was my thing if i if that's what i was going for if that was the end goal then i think it would be worth saving the money and going for something uh, bigger especially as they're only doing two in the series anyway so it's a kind of a non-starter really isn't it i i, I don't quite understand i don't quite understand them yeah they, they, they don't do it for me the vader looks cool then again it's it's hard to sort of balls up a vader really isn't it yeah, interesting. A real a kind of real mix here from us lot. So let's just go around because I think um thumbs up from you, Dan. Yeah? Yep. Jez, you seem to be swaying to a thumbs up as well a minute ago. Yeah. Okay. Mark, clearly a thumbs down. Craig? Yeah, they they sort of fall between two stools, don't they? They they fall between sort some of the nicer, you know, gift boxed Black Series six inch sort of feel and then hot toys at the at the other end i think that they're interesting i I, th- I think if you i don't know pack them with an app that you could do stop motion with and sort of use that you know use what's unique about them with this armature and doing a little bit of stop motion and making their little movies or doing something with them might make them more kind of interesting and and sort of give them a, a rightful place at the table but yeah they're just a bit i, I wouldn't personally buy my i, I, I mean those of you that like them, don't forget you can get a really nice Luke Bespin freeze frame for about seven quid on eBay. <laughs> uh, there's always that option, but yeah, not not something I'd go after. I, I mean, Dan, you showed us them on display. They they do look nice in action. That's to fight. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not one that uh, is making me log onto Amazon right now and purchase. Not like a tiki mug. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, split the group that one. I think. You are beaten. It is useless to resist. Don't let yourself be destroyed as Obi-Wan did. There is no escape. Don't make me destroy you. Luke, you do not yet realize your importance. You have only begun to discover your power. Join me, and I will complete your training. With our combined strength, we can end this destructive conflict and bring order to the galaxy. I'll never join you! If you only knew the power of the dark side, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough! He told me you killed him. No. I am your father. No. No. It's not true. Obviously, topic five now. We, we do our, our figure of the month. We choose a character. And I get you boys to choose your favourite kind of a rendition of that figure through the ages. And Bespin, I don't let you choose the same. So first come, first serve. And we're going to start with Mark this month. So Mark, when it comes to Han Bespin, what is the king figure? Always be vintage for me, mate. The 1980 
kind of figure for Han Bespin. Not only was did I think the figure was great, because I never had the original Han Solo from Star Wars as a figure. My first Han Solo figure was Han in Bespin. Just cool costume, full stop. And in fact, I would go as far as to say the coolest out of all of his outfits throughout the whole of the trilogy, the original trilogy, and any film that he was in, to be honest with you. And also, I think the card art for the, um, for the card back, it kind of summed up his character really well. It swagger about him on that, on that, in that pose where he's sort of leaning up against the uh, Falcon interior. I, it just, just a cracking figure. Definitely the best out of uh, the, the kind of figures for me. Nice choice. We like that. Craig, where are we going? Where are we going? I'm going to go Black Series, six inch, the San Diego Comic Con exclusive, where he's sort of sweeping the Minox off the side of the Falcon. And I tell you why, because it came with a hand with a pointy finger. And it's just classic Harrison Ford. I remember it coming out, people kind of posting photographs of this this hand wagging his finger. And it was just sort of that quintessential. And I don't know why all Han Solo figures don't come with that option, because it just captures his character beautifully. Is the pull your finger gag still your funniest gag you play? Always. (laughs) (laughs) It is is a great figure. I would agree. I think... um... Having a Minoc with it is it yeah. just makes it, doesn't it? You know, you love a Minoc, and the box was nice as well. A little slide open box and that kind of steam that they just sort of put on the windows. It's what that bloody Bespin playset needed—a bit steam. Yeah, uh, Daniel. Daniel, it's a bit official. <laughs> um, I, I've gone for the uh, sideshow uh, collectibles, twelve-inch Hambesbin from two thousand and six. I must have different taste to everyone else because I don't think it's a particularly popular sideshow figure. Um, I think they they produce quite a few of these and the prototypes weren't exactly setting the world alight. But yeah, um, you can get pick these up pretty cheap on eBay. I think they're at 40 quid. But I've had one probably for about the last seven or eight years. He's been in my display cabinet and I, I think he's great. He's got it's all um, it's all everything you'd expect. He's got the blue coat on and the brown trousers with the yellow stripes, the knee-eye boots. Um, he comes with a blaster, comes with a, what do we call it, a gas mask, so he can go outside of the Falcon and shoot some Minox. Yeah, I really like it. Nice, nice choice again. Yeah, we're uh, we're doing well. Jez, can you uh, round it off with a good choice? So you needed to be on right. quicker earlier. You're the last one to, to stick yeah. your, your, your choice up. But there's a lot of still good ones here that we've not covered. Is there... Is there really? Because uh, very much like Mark, for me, it's the vintage. Because I'm going to talk you through a couple now, because I've tried to find one which I like, and they've all got issues, right? There's nothing which really sticks out to me, right? So first of all, the commemorative, the Ember Strikes Back three-pack from 2004, uh, the original collection. You've all seen, what's that movie? Men in Black, right, where you've got the guy who's wearing someone else's skin and nothing just appears to fit right. Well, I'm, I'm looking at this image and I've got a guy who looks like he's wearing someone else's arm and it's just all wrong. And then when you zoom in on his face, it's like he's having an anaphylactic shock or he's eating a kiwi or something or other. And it's just not gone down well. The, the, everything about this figure is just entirely wrong. Right. So that's that one. And I'm going to chin out one off. Right. I then jump ahead to 2011, the vintage collection again. Right. This guy, this is Empire Strikes Back. Han wasn't that old. This guy, when you zoom into his face, it looks like he needs a bus pass. People, what they're doing is they're putting Harrison Ford's head from now onto his best spin costume. This, this guy looks like this guy looks like he needs a meal. 
I mean, he's got such a scrawny chicken neck. He looks like that woman who's getting married all the time in Coronation Street. He's bow-legged. <laughs> it's that? just, what, I don't know. Um, what's her name? She is a Doris in Coronation Street. Deirdre. Deirdre. Deirdre Barlow. Yeah, she's got a <laughs> scraggy neck. This guy's looking like he's 60 years old with a scraggy neck. And he's got one eye looking for you, one eye looking at you. Rubbish figure, 2011. And then to come up with a final trifecta of crapness, this one I was thinking, oh, this is all right, actually. Saga Legends, 2015. Nice, reasonable-looking face with regards to Harrison Ford and that age. However, the articulation of the head, it's like he's just got this line going across his neck, like he's just been garroted. And it just looks wrong. So um, all in all, I, I, maybe this is why I was never a fan of modern up until tonight, because these are all pretty awful figures. Oh, no, this is it. The worst one ever. The Last Jedi Collection 2017. The guy looks like he's staggering out of a bar drunk. He looks like he's 70. And have you, have you guys seen this? Go, go to the one which is 2017, two pack with Boba Fett. And he's just stood there. Like, he doesn't know what time of day. He doesn't know what day it is. And and it, it's just, it's an embarrassment. It's just like, mate, you've let yourself go. And, oh, it's just, it, they're, they're shocking. What I'd like to say to you, Jez, is, okay, it's, it's a vast, it's a vast plain, the uh, modern area. Yeah. You're not going to like everything. You dip no. your toe in. You don't have to be a completist. Buy what you enjoy. Now, incredibly, Jez, you've gone through a lot of them there. But yeah. you've missed two vital ones. One, okay. to me, the greatest. But let's first of all just go to Han Solo Torture Act, 2007. <laughs> okay? He's in his best spin outfit. Yes, his face is in pain and his neck's pulled in. But it's because he's being tortured and it comes with a torture rack. I mean, if you don't want that, that is amazing. You know, Mark earlier said he might buy the best spin best bin freeze chamber set if he could get a torture rack there you go mark buy that stop moaning that is amazing it's horrible isn't it his face it's just like it's i know it's like he's ted dancing it's just <laughs> it's just all wrong everything about that is wrong apart it's from the torture his hips. yeah uh, well he's been in torture isn't he <laughs> and he's uh, moved his pelvis <laughs> well He's in so much pain, everything's just gone, you know? I, I can't, I'm surprised I've looked at that, but I'm surprised no one's picked up on it. Okay, you've got all these great figures, 30 years of figures. But in 1997, they bought out Han Solo Best Bin Gear on a green card with his sexy legs. And he's an amazing figure. But then not only that, they then re-released him in the commemorative coin collection. And he comes with a coin. I mean, why are we looking at this? We all know that the power of force rules. We've spoken about it several times tonight. The rest of you need to get behind me and Mark with our with our push here because these are incredible. It's an incredible figure. We got to make because of two guns. Stu, if you're not careful, mate, you're going to be doing this podcast on your own. <laughs> well, because you'll be off buying power of the force. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice figure, Mark. I'm a little, I'm a little. Well, you had the Minoc. There's been a lot of love for the Minoc cut. Minoc, Minoc cut. The Minoc hunt. How about that figure from 1998? It's a great figure. Granted, it's the same figure with a face mask on, but hey. That was like the little cinema scene, that one. Yes, yeah, you're right. They were nice, though. I did quite like those. was a nice box set, actually. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's been some. You know, Jez has picked out. He's gone through and just trying to find fault, you know? No, I'm, I'm, that Mylock scene, right, when you look at it and you look at some of the pictures, 
the way in which he is, he sort of stood over to one side. I'm going to tell you now what he's doing. He's trodding some dog's muck and he's wiping it off. He's leant over and he's trying to wipe his shoe. For me, I'll always see Han Solo wiping dog muck off his shoe look. It's not a good look. <laughs> you had love got them all on for displaying a loose run. You'd be like, oh, I wish I'd got on board when Stu said to do it. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. Now Stuart's done a 30, 30 set series on generation skywalker and everyone's after them i think there's i think there's some good ones i think they i think you're right jez there is some bad ones in there i think the black series that craig chose was is brilliant i think the vintage one is brilliant mark i, I grant you that i think it is one of the best in the line i think it is one figure that that they've perhaps not bettered in three and three quarter inch hey that's the fun of it i think we've covered the majority of them <laughs> jez has <laughs> <laughs> yeah in his absolute rambling I, I was trying to find a nice one I'll wait till we do Luke Luke X-Wing next month. You'll have some fun there. You may take Captain Solo to Jabba the Hutt after I have Skywalker. He's no good to me dead. He will not be permanently damaged. Lord Vader, what about Leia and the Wookiee? They must never again leave this city. That was never a condition of our agreement, nor was giving hand to this bounty hunter. Perhaps you think you're being treated unfairly? Good. It would be unfortunate if I had to leave the garrison here. This deal is getting worse all the time. At uh, Jez, Mr. No Modern, yeah. if you had to pick something from tonight that you would actually be tempted to go and buy, what, what one thing would you choose? I think I quite like that. The X-Wing coming out of the Dagobah Swamp. And the Wampa. That was pretty good. But yeah, X-Wing. Oh, and a tiki place. mug. And a tiki... Th- oh, crumbs. What have you done to me, Craig? I think you definitely need a tiki mug. I'm going to be definitely, next time we record this show, be having a G&T out of a tiki mug. What about the rest of you? What, what if you had to pick one thing to buy that we've, you know, talked about tonight? You've got me now on a hop. <laughs> Probably, oh, we spoke about the the, the, the handing carbonite. I've already got that on order. Probably. And best bin, and best bin, um, freeze frame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably a t- I'm, I'm, I'm hovering over this Adam Bomb Tiki mug now. I know it's not Star Wars, but yeah, that or the um, somebody's clone. Oh, actually, that Endor set. I like that Endor set. If we, if that, if that's reasonably priced, I might, I might grab that. Yes, as the Emperor says, do it. Uh, Craig, what are you buying? Yeah, the Endor set. Nice, nice. Mark, Vader and fat Tiki mugs. I think. Yeah, nice choice. Yeah, the shag ones. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's been a bit of love, a bit of love for Tiki. I just love the boxes, if nothing else. I, just, I, I, I love the illustrations. I think they're fantastic. I saw, um, I saw on. online, and I don't know whether it was part of like a show booth or part of their, their showroom in their offices or whatever. But they'd done like the, the big masks, like the wall masks. Yeah. Like the shag style. And I don't know whether they're available to buy, but they looked amazing. I'll see if I can talk race around into having one <laughs> in a living room. What would you ask? Oh, see, now, there is a couple of things I would quite like from tonight. I definitely want to get the Dagobah uh, X-Wing. I thought that was good. Definitely want to get myself a Wampa. Going to get myself the DJR 3X, I think. Yeah, yeah, a 
a few bits and pieces. There's some. Nice, I thought I thought there was a couple of nice pieces announced this month. Definitely interested in, and of course, um, quite fancy a Tuscan tiki. I will have to have a look, see if I can add one of them. But um, yeah, that that could be a start. If I get my garage converted, a nice range of tiki mugs when I've got visitors. A little bar, get a little yeah, bar in there. Be quite nice, yeah. So I have got that going around my head. <laughs> but uh, anyone wants to contact us, please contact us across social media: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just search Generation Skywalker. Of course. All our shows are on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts now. Uh, we have the enhanced versions over on YouTube. Please check that out. Just search Generation Skywalker over there. Obviously, we do have the website, www.generationskywalker.com. You can find links to all the shows, all the enhanced shows, and some blogs. And you might very well find a tiki blog there before the next show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lads, it's uh, it's been fun. Always like chatting modern. I really hope Jez has bought something modern before the next show. That's my uh, my yep. ambition. I'm going to just keep chucking links at him <laughs> in the next uh, 24 hours. But lads, thank you so much. Jez, good night. Thank you for coming on. Well, thanks for having me. It's been uh, it's been good fun. It's been enlightening. Uh, Dan, uh, good night, mate. Good night, everyone. Good night, Craig. Cheerio. And good night, Mark. Good night, guys. And I just want to say, get well soon, Ted Danson. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it's good night from me. We are Generation Skywalker.